Welcome to Living Water Radio. Today we're going to talk about our bucket lists and how their satisfaction comes not by checking off things that we do for ourselves, but in who we are for others. My name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I've worked in a variety of blue-collar summer jobs, served in the Marine Corps, played drums in jazz bands, and was a competitive master swimmer. After college in Minnesota and a seminary in Berkeley, I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. We're now in a place, some call it a window, where our efforts to slow and to stop new cases of the coronavirus will improve, or we will spin off into another round of business and school closures, stay-at-home lockdowns, and a level of contagion that will be even more difficult to control. Do you ever read the comments section of Facebook posts? I know you're not supposed to for the sake of your own mental and emotional health, but I do, sometimes. I saw a post the other day that asked a pretty innocent question about whether or not a particular business was open. The responder, one responder, answered with what is a pretty common response these days. Open everything up. If you're afraid to go out, stay home. It's mind-boggling to me that people still act as if there's not a pandemic going on or as if people are not dying, that our behavior is not a matter of life and death, if not for ourselves, than for others. One brave responder asked in the same string, where is your morality? What does the gift of life or the lives of others mean to us? Time is growing short for action. And as in the days of Noah, right at the beginning of the Bible in Genesis 6 through 9, there are those who are acting with urgency and a seemingly increasing amount of those who don't care. Jesus makes a reference to those days of the final days and the days of Noah when he speaks of the unpredictability of the day of judgment at the end of time, in Matthew 34, starting at the 36th verse. But about that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Did you happen to see Darren Aronofsky's movie Noah with Russell Crowe? It was released in 2014. Darren Aronofsky, who describes himself as an atheist, had a hand in writing, directing, and producing the movie and said before it came out that it would be the least biblical Bible movie ever made. Sally and I saw it and disagreed. There was some silliness about the rock angels and the hallucinogenic tea and so on, but the overall message, the way I remember it, came at the end. The movie was said to have had an environmentalist meaning. 
Noah's understanding of God's will was never clear to him, but he believed that human beings were corrupt, had corrupted everything, had forgotten about God, were like a virus on the earth, and were bad for every other part of creation. He believed that his mission was to save the animals from the flood that would kill all of humanity except for him and his family. Once the animals were released onto dry land again, he believed that it was his duty to allow his family to die and for the world to return to a paradise. And then, on the ship, one of his daughters announced that she was pregnant. He confided in his wife that if the baby was a girl, it was his plan to kill the baby as soon as it was born. When the birth took place, his wife showed him the twin girls. His wife asked him, Noah, what do you feel when you look as the, at these babies? Noah ignored the question, so she asked again, What do you feel? Noah answered, Love. That's right, Noah, she said, and love is from God. God's will is not for you to end humanity, but to allow it to rebuild in the presence of God's love. How would Noah know what was God's will, God's intention for him? Did you ever feel that you can know God's will with absolute certainty? Is it like in the movies, a voice from the sky, plain as day? Paul said at the end of the 13th chapter of his first letter to the Corinthians, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. Noah wasn't sure. He didn't have the Bible. None of it had been written down. He had only his sense of God's call. But when his wife spoke to him about the love of God, that awakened in him something about God that he did know. In this sense, I think, Darren Aronofsky's movie Noah was one of the most biblical of Bible movies. How do we know God's will? We consider God's intention and creation, God's sacrifice on the cross, and God's ongoing presence and power for good in the world in the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God, the Trinity, as revealed in the mighty acts of God. How do we know we are receiving God's revelation, but through the Bible and in the community of God's people? Our actions have an impact on the life or death of ourselves and others, especially in these times. Our lives are in what the love of God calls us to do, living for others, for as long as we can, not because we are afraid to die, but because we are called and equipped to serve. Paul wrote to the church at Philippi, For to me, living is Christ, and dying is gain. That's in Philippians 1.21. Do you have a bucket list? You know, a list of things you want to do before you kick the bucket? I don't. When I die, I believe that I will go to heaven. Not because of any good that I have done, but because God is great and loving and merciful. Salvation comes by faith as a gift of God's grace to all who open their hearts to receive the gift that God desires all people to receive, a living relationship with the living God that begins now and is brought to perfection in the life to come. Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. It's in 1 Corinthians 2.9. There is nothing on this earth that can compare with what awaits us. 
I would rather use the time that I have here to make this world a better place to God's glory, a place where people can see a bit of what awaits all who love God. There is really no need for a bucket list, because death is a past tense experience for us. Paul wrote to the church at Rome, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. God saved Noah through the waters of the flood. God saves us through the waters of baptism. I read a story years ago, I think it was from King Duncan, one of my favorite preachers, and I've told it often, about the first group of missionaries from Europe to the Fiji Islands. They had booked passage on a sailing ship from Europe to Japan because there were no scheduled stops in the Fiji Islands, which was regarded as a very dangerous place, except to trade for food and water. When the ship arrived in the islands, the head of the missionary group asked that they be dropped off on shore. The captain refused. He said, these people are savages. They will kill you. They will kill you and they will eat you. The leader of the missionary group said, all the same, we would like to be dropped off ashore, please. The captain said, if I drop you off here, you will all die. The group leader said, we died before we came. Our bucket list, if we have one, might be all the things we believe God is calling us to do to empty our bucket in response to the love that God has already shown us in Jesus Christ. It is not focused on our own entertainment or desires, but on what we can do in service toward others. It is a list of means for ministry. It focuses on God's justice, that is, God's will, speaking for the voiceless, if we have a voice, seeking the welfare of the poor, if we have some means, and living in response to the unearned but freely given love of God. We live in response to what God has done for us in Jesus Christ at the cross, and in that gift of freedom, we freely empty empty our bucket to fill the void held by our neighbors in need. Here are two things I would propose for a bucket list, things to do before we die, the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. First, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you to the end of the age. Matthew 25, 18-20. And second, And one of them, a lawyer, asked them a question to test him. Teacher, Which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Life isn't lived according to a bucket, but in streams, the streams of living water that are the Holy Spirit at work within us. We are fully engaged with the world because we have the promise of the world to come and a call to make this world more like that one. There's no list to check off. 
only the gifts of a loving and gracious God to receive. Today, let's remember to pray for all those caring for those with the coronavirus, for those who now have it, and for those in danger of getting it. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet at at David Burkadal, and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses, and we'll include them next time. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.